Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are we? And welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. It's been a little bit of a quiet week, but that doesn't mean there's any less for us three to waffle about. Joining us, as always, is Mr. David Coates from way up north and Mr. Ian Perkins from way down south. Dave, Ian, how are we, fine gentlemen? All right, I'm just trying to figure out your geography. Is well, Dave, oh, yeah. Dave more northern than you? Um, uh, probably slightly, yeah. You draw a straight line from Preston to Leeds. It's it's probably <laughs> probably not much in it. Dirty okay. Northern. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, can I just say it, Solly? Oh, I started the chant of Dirty Northern Bastards. Oh, you're gonna have to press the button now. <laughs> Very early on to get the first. Yeah, blimey, that's less than a minute. <laughs> we are less than a minute into the podcast, and we've got to press the naughty and word. People button. are covering their children's ears already. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> immediately now have to go on past nine pm on the uh, Three Valley schedule. <laughs> Unbelievable yeah. from you. We're always on there anyway, aren't we? Yeah, we're normally last up, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're normally last up. That's post, fine. Post watershed. It um it has been a fairly quiet week, lads. We keep joking about wanting one normal day, and we got you know a bit of Andrew Barrowman and uh, John Barrowman in last week, but we have had a couple of normal days, and it's been a bit nervy. I don't know about you, lads, but I've been a bit, I've been a bit worried. It's not been going bonkers at Hewish Park. 
Is it because Conte's got a job now when you, he doesn't want his meme going about anymore? Must be what it is. It must yeah. be what it is. He can't, he can't be posing for memes if he's got actual coaching to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, well, yeah. It is quite, he's got a lot. It is quite funny to see the, the stats on the website just go, yeah. this week, like when there's like nothing going on. People all. not want to know about Yates Town tickets, no? <laughs> or Max Hunt being suspended. Ben correctly saying when he's going to get suspended. <laughs> Only saying it correctly because I originally said it incorrectly. That's worth oh, noting. Yeah. <laughs> Correcting himself. Yeah, exactly. Oops. But yeah. What have we done this week, lads? What have you done without your work? What, proper what, work. What did you do on Tuesday night? What did I do on Tuesday night? I um, I think I watched Man United. Were Man United on? I think I watched Man United. Watch or watch Cristiano Ronaldo, I should say, save Man United again. <laughs> um, I think I was probably thinking about website stuff. <laughs> wow, thinking, our website? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always in my sleep, in my waking days, just thinking about it. Um, well, it's probably you know this week. Should we should we tell the listeners what we're Oh, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I think what we should. Your plan? Don't, don't, don't say names. Okay. Give so, it the um... give it the story a bit like a David Coates quiz analog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was born. I was born in Yeovil <laughs> Hospital on the eighth of December, nineteen eighty nine. So I was reminiscing about our summer of interviews. Basically, we did so, do some good ones. Go and check them out. They were brilliant. Uh, Summer and, uh... of love. <laughs> that was just so... the me and Josh Staunton one. Yeah. <laughs> and Gawley. Yeah, true. Yeah. I wonder if either of them have listened back and like, oh, he's like it with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they feel special. Josh would feel special, I think. Um, and sort of thought about trying to do some more of those. So the aim is one a month. The start of every the first wednesday of every month we've already got next month's planned in don't say it i'm not gonna say it don't say it i'm not gonna say it so yeah every month we'll drop a interview of a legend um oh you've promised a lot there yeah well maybe not legend um somebody used to play uh, for us at least one of us one of us three will think (laughs) they will be a legend (laughs) yeah true (laughs) who's ben's favorite Ollie Johnson, is it? Or I think he plays it. I think I think he plays just down the road. I could probably get him quite easy. Yeah, he's not. Is Ollie player. Johnson your favourite ever player, Ben? No, he's not my favourite ever player. <laughs> Incorrect. He scored one. He scored one good goal that in my head is far better than it actually was. Oh, no, that was me. a good goal, Trav. Me, yeah. It was a good was goal, a good but goal. I, in my head, it was about forty-five yards. It wasn't. It was about twenty. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It wasn't that good. It's like me and Howard Forrington. If we if we got him on, I would be like a giggling girl. I tell you, I really would. I'd be more, <laughs> more nervous than I was than normal. More, more so than normal. Yeah. More so than, than I was with Graham Roberts. And anyway, I say I'm just scared of Graham Roberts. I think. But uh, yeah. if anyone out there in the Glover's Cast world has a direct link for Howard Forrington, can you uh, please get in touch? Because we want to make this happen. I want to see Coates squeal. <laughs> wow. There's there's the there's the headline for this pod. I want to see coat squeal. <laughs> no, but yeah. I think we yeah we can definitely we can definitely find 
Howard for Dave, that's for sure. Absolutely. And to be fair, we are going to open, like, I don't mind opening it up. If there's people out there that you think, oh, I wonder what that player's up to now. I wonder where this legend is. Can you get hold of it? Let us know. We can't make promises. We're going to try and make some, we're going to send some emails. We're going to send some messages. We're going to slide in some DMs and see what lands. But we think they're positive. We think they're good. And if you like them, we're going to try and find some more legends. So if you want any names, fire them our way and we'll, we'll do our best. Tag them on social media and see if they spot us. How about that? Do our jobs quick, for us. Quick question for both of you. Who is your like god tier person that you would like to speak to? I've already said mine, haven't I? Fozzy. Fozzy, yep, come on. <laughs> Howard, if you don't mind. <laughs> Fozzy, Fozzy was Adrian Foster. A- Adrian yeah. Foster, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ben's mm. former coach. Well remembered. I was gonna use that story. <laughs> I know I... you were, that's why I said it. Am I that predictable? <laughs> yeah. Tell us again uh... about Coombs and Nicholas. No, don't go there. No, no, no. <laughs> I won't. I promise. I won't bore the people. Um, who's my top tier level? Gotta go and get. I would quite like Chris Cohen. Two thousand and seven era, I think, is an era we need to explore a little bit more. Yeah. So Chrissy Cohen's right up there. Um. Well, next month's could be good then. Well, I'm a, I'm hope I'm hopeful we might get we we might get somebody along those lines. So. Let's let's go. He's the first one that came into my mind, but there are there are plenty. There are plenty. Phil Jevons would also be another one. Cool. What about you? What about you? Who's your goat tier? Who's your Michael, top level? Michael McKindo. Oh, <laughs> that would be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that would be a good one. If anyone knows where he is, can you let us know and maybe an authority or two as well, because there might be people looking for him. I reckon he's in a boat somewhere. He's like in a, um, a super yacht, isn't he? Just like sailing around the world. He's got a massive long beard. He's like Tom Hanks in Castaway, I reckon, Michael. Oh, I reckon now. he's in the Highlands. I reckon. Yeah. A sheep farmer in the Highlands. Yeah. Just walking around <laughs> with nothing but a kilt and a massive stick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like Jesus, but I don't know if he had a stick or a kilt. Oh, or a kilt, no. <laughs> Or number 11 on his back. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. We spoiled it. No, we haven't spoiled it. We've, we've, just opened, we've, opened, we've opened the door as to what may be in the Glover's Cast future. Should we talk about the Glover's Cast past? As uh, there was no game on Tuesday. So we have to go even further back to discuss some actual football. Yeah. Well, do you want to... Obviously, me and Coatsy had a... We've done this already. Where, where, where were you? I was I was bowling with 16 six-year-olds. That's true, yeah. You got a tougher assignment than we did, I think. I, you're absolutely right, I did. Did yes. you win? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't playing. It was just oh, yeah. the juniors. At, at 11 quid a pop for 16. I wanted the kids to get every penny's worth. How so, many games did they play? Well, they got an hour of just free play. Oh, that's good. Rather than... Rather than a set, and then they got yeah. food afterwards and stuff. Hot yeah, because one one game's too one game's too short, and two games is too long. So yeah, so they, an yeah, hour they, of free yeah. time sounds sounds great. I might ask for that the next time I get to go bowling. Yes, <laughs> uh, make sure you upgrade to the ultimate party package, though. Otherwise, they won't refill your juice for you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they, they they only give you one jug if you don't have the ultimate party package. Does Thatcher's count as juice? I I, would, I I felt like it needed to <laughs> for a Sunday morning. For a Sunday morning. <laughs> yes. 
My Saturday afternoon, however, was far more entertaining. I was in Birmingham, right near the airport, not a million miles away from where Dave was, actually, if truth oh. be told. Um, were you queued I, for a burger? Uh, no, we well, we didn't have to queue. We were the first. Me and Sheridan had well, a very, well, nice, very uh, nice burger. They got, they got it brought yeah. to them on a silver platter. Uh, BBC, BBC, can <laughs> I get my burger, please? Yes, it was a very nice burger. I thought I, other people have said bad things about the burger. I really enjoyed mine. I gave it a two out of seven. The burger. Oh no, yeah. it was, it was a, it was a, it was a pleasant five. Did you, did you bring your own? fried spam to put on it as an extra no 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 they had bacon for it so it, it was oh, kind of, I, had a, I had a bacon cheeseburger with some burger sauce and it was really nice and you a didn't have to well. queue for 20 minutes like i did no i had a queue for about four seconds I'm, i might have had the first burger off the off the off the cab cab wow. yeah so that was it was a good time it was a good time and then and then some football happened yeah so tell us what nice. you thought then ben I thought. Did, I did. In fact, before you do, did you listen to what I said? Did you listen uh, to Monday's podcast and wonder who who had taken over my body? Yeah, I thought you were very, <laughs> very po- nearly a playoff side. You said two, two two very good players off a playoff side. I quoted Bill Jevons and Gavin Williams. So <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. That's okay. I I thought it was. I didn't think Solihull were were much cop. To be perfectly honest with no. you. Um. I thought it was a very nearly performance throughout the course of the entire match. I thought we were nearly brilliant. Every time we went forward, we looked dangerous. We looked exciting. We turned their defense around to face their own goal on more than a few occasions. And the last ball, the last shot, the last decision was nearly correct right the way throughout the game. Defensively, I thought we looked assured. I thought we looked calm. I thought we looked really uh, well organised. Uh, Josh Staunton had everyone marshaled very, very well. It was nearly perfect because we kept inviting the pressure. We just couldn't keep the pressure off for long enough for us to build enough in the way of momentum. I felt like their their spells in the game at Solihull, Solihull had five-minute spells, ten-minute spells, where it was just wave after wave after wave. We had two-minute spells where we kind of felt like we had to make it count. Joe Quigley had a snapshot in the second half, and that was kind of it, really. So it felt like a point well earned, but a real case of what might have been. If Adi Yusuf had nodded the ball in and not somehow scooped it over, right on half time, very different game of football. And a game of football, I think we'd probably go on and win. Literally was the last kick of the first half, last touch of the first half where you used to put it over, wasn't it? I didn't realise till I watched it on the highlights again that it was that 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 soon. But it, it's it looked closer in real life than it did on the highlights. The highlights it looked like um, he sort of it went quite high over. But I, I seem to remember thinking that it was quite a good chance. And I didn't realise how good the chart, the effort that he had um, just before mm-hmm. that, where. I think it took a deflection on its way past, but that was a really good you know, bit of turn and shot from him. Yeah, it was really good in- instinct play. Uh, yeah, really yeah. good. He kind of took it, turned and just and just pinged it. And yeah, that deflection brought the corner from which he just managed to get that last chance over. Um, yeah, uh, when, you, when you're away at Solihull and you know you aren't going to get many clear-cut chances to get a good one, followed by a great one and not take either. Oh, so, so frustrating. A real case of what might have been. But I do think we'll look back on that in the very near future as being a 
a good point gained rather than two points dropped. If we could have stayed at 10 versus 11 for longer, maybe we'd have been able to impose ourselves a little bit more and Sonny Blue came on and Joe Quigley came on and they might have had a bit more room to get involved, but they were being planned to come on before Max Hunt was sent off. So that was clearly the plan, get creative players in and try and take advantage of the extra space. And then Max Hunt gets caught the wrong side and and, and hacks down Andy Dallas. Um, and yeah, has to take his red card and, and we'll miss him this weekend. Looks like Yusuf has scored a few goals in training this week, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Had a bit of a nap or two. He's earned, he's earned his rest. You think he really was asleep? Uh, or do you reckon a, that was all set a, up? a very odd position to fall asleep I in. was going to say, yeah, he could fall asleep <laughs> anywhere if he can fall asleep like that, I think. But yeah, I, t- I tweeted it. Goals inbound. You wait and see. Watch out, yeah. Yatel. <laughs> Maybe it's his thinking position. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll make sense to people later on in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a bit Doctor Who, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so another Barrowman reference opened up there. Um, oh, great news. Celebrity type. <laughs> Sorry, John, if you're listening. He wasn't well, a Sully, Ollie, either, was he? I didn't see Was he in the uh, the padded seats with you, Ben? Yeah, the BBC Being... section. Oh, yeah. right. By the way, I've I've been very lucky to sit in a number of press areas in my life. <laughs> that might be the worst. Oh, that might have been the worst. It was horrific. It was, it was, you had less room than you would on a Ryanair flight in, in the very back of the plane. There was no, you had to, so there was a wooden um, desk bit that folded down for you to put your laptop on and your notes and whatever. And the only way to actually get any room was to have that folded up and have your notes and laptop and things on the one next to you. So you had to stand with it up because there was just no room. It was horrendous. It was, yeah, without question, the worst press box I've been in ever. And I've been in a few shockers, namely South End. That was uh, used to be the worst. It's now been taken over by Solihull Moors. It's like they they put the stadium in and then someone went, so where are you going to put the, the radio guys? And they went, oh, for Jesus. It's fine. Just stick them over there. Awful. One out of seven. <laughs> Hearing me. We was, your, were your diamond shoes too tight and your wallet too small for your 50s as well? <laughs> How the other half live, eh? Yeah. First world problems. <laughs> Worst press box ever. <laughs> what do you think the press box is going to be like at Yate Town on Saturday? Open Literally air. Literally like a cardboard man. box that you just stood yeah. in. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, See, they've put, they've put in some extra seating, haven't they? They've put in a new temporary stand behind the goal, I think. Don't know if that's where we are, but... Have they? Yeah. This, feels, this feels like a good segue into my oh. chat chat with Seb from Yate Town. He talked about um, the club and the excitement around the game, what happened at Dover. Um, quite interesting. One of the things he did say, I think he said it after we'd actually finished speaking, was that... Uh, although the ground holds 2,000, they've only done 1,600, I think, because okay. the police, something policey. Something like, policey, technical, yeah. technical, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> too, too many people. I think they thought 2,000 was too much in the um Is that the same reason we don't hit 2,000 at Hewish Park as well? <laughs> That's because 2,000 people don't turn up. Yeah. <laughs> don't anyway, that we does don't, sound like we, a very good segue. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it was anyway. Yeah. 
There you go. Okay, so I am joined by Seb, who is the media officer from Yate Town Football Club. Seb, welcome to the Glovers cast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on tonight. You're absolutely welcome. Uh, an exciting game on Saturday coming up. Um, can, before we go into, into the match, tell us a little bit about Yate Town and what Yeovil Town fans can expect when they arrive on Saturday. Oh, well, yeah, we're just a semi-professional club. Um, in South Gloucestershire, just outside Bristol. Uh, we play in the Southern Premier South, which is uh, two leagues below yourself. Um, this is the highest division we've ever been in, to be honest. Um, and we've probably one of the, we've probably got one of the smallest budgets in the league, um, but we're definitely competing with the big boys out there. So, we're, yeah, we've started, we've started the season very well. Um yeah, you can expect a good welcome in. We're a friendly club and I expect, well, it's going to be a massive crowd there. So, yeah, there's going to be a big buzz, buzz around the club. Yeah, it, yeah, there's certainly a buzz from um, down our way uh, about this game. Um, it took a bit of effort to, to get to the first round proper though, didn't it? What what happened the Dover night made headlines all over the place, huh? That was a bit of a busy it, evening yeah. for you? Yeah. Um, the first, uh, well, obviously we had uh, done very well in Dover and managed to get a one-all draw there, which resulted in a replay on the Tuesday night. Um, yeah, we were all ready to go. And then, <laughs> the flood, one, well, it was a couple of floodlights. The, the main one was one in the corner of the ground, uh, which was off. Um, we worked from half seven to about, uh, I think it was just just after half eight um, to get the floodlights back on, which we managed to do. Um, and there was a deadline of half past eight, and I think the floodlight came on at eight thirty-four. Um, so Dover said they didn't want to play and just went home, <laughs> <laughs> which was yeah, obviously you can imagine quite frustrating for everyone there. Yeah, they came back though, and and you you put them away. What was the what was the game like? What was that night like? I saw some great pictures of the the players um, enjoying the celebrations. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, obviously, another big crowd. I think we had um, roughly nine hundred people there on a Tuesday night, which was <laughs> compared to our normal attendances. Uh, yeah, massive. Um, the goal at the end was great. Um, yeah, it was just a really good night. A nervous night there. <laughs> Yeah, what are you expecting on Saturday? How how do you do? You get to you know? Do you get chat with the players? What are they thinking about playing? A, a... Uh, well, yeah, we spoke to the manager after obviously yesterday's game against Salisbury, which was a good win again, five yeah. two. Um, and he's just yeah, he's excited, but it's, he, he's taking it as a free hit. Uh, we got nothing to lose really. The pressure's off the lads. Um, we're just going to go and play our own game and see what happens. Yeah, and a lot of these, a lot of your players, you said they're semi-professional, so this is going to be one of those classic uh, FA Cup days where we talk about plumbers and builders and that sort of thing. Is it playing against the Oval? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, people, uh, players at this level, they, they, re- they rarely get to the first round. Um, but yeah, it's a big day for them, a big day for the club as well. 
Yeah, yeah. So you, you talked a little bit about the Salisbury match. Um, a good win. Was it 5-2, did you say? Yeah, 5-2, yeah. 5-2, yeah. so um, in scoring form, what 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 type of um, football does your manager try to play? Like, how, What should Yeovil fans expect from the team when they uh, line up against Yeovil? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, he definitely likes to play on the floor. Um, uh, yeah, I've been obviously at the club for nine years, and I think this is probably the best football I've seen at Yate Town since I've been here. Um, yeah, we just well, we play on the floor. We're very work very hard off the ball and on the ball. Um, so you're gonna yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. And your pitch, what is it? Is it a nice pitch? What are we? He likes to play on the floor, so. Probably got a decent pitch. We're not going to be playing yeah, on a muddy slope. A good pitch. <laughs> you'll you'll be surprised how big it is when you turn up. No oh, right. Well, I like yeah, I like big... I like the trees all down one side. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. It adds it adds to the scenery and uh, the atmosphere. I think. <laughs> I bet you lose a few footballs in those. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> And like overall, how is the the club feeling about the tie? It's a you know, like you said, it's a a, a long time since you're in the first round proper. Um, a big day for for a club your size, a sellout crowd as well. There must be a lot of optimism, sort of off the pitch, um, as we come up the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we're just it's just going to be a good day. We've got a lot of media coverage from it. Um, the main thing is just trying to get supporters back to the to, to the league games and, and trying to attract more fans to the club. That's the main the main aim for us, I think. Yeah, is it is it tricky? I suppose you're, you know, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers. Yeah, um, we're kind of we're kind of in between the two of them. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of locals do tend to go to their to their games, so it's just trying to yeah attract them. Really. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll, you know, hopefully it will be a, you know, a reasonable day that your supporters will enjoy, but not too much because obviously we'd like to go through. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to go through. Was there anything else you wanted to tell the listeners of the Glovers Cast about the club at all, or anything you wanted to add? Uh, I just want to add, yeah, just uh, I hope you have a good day at the club, and we look forward to welcoming you on Saturday. Um, let's hope for a great game, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us to chat about the football club and enjoy the game on Saturday. Hopefully it's uh, yeah an entertaining one for us all. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we're back from that nice little chat with Seb. Um, Shall we talk about the presser? Ben was in attendance today uh, with a gaffer. Um, how was your... Did he go well? <laughs> They're being mean to me, guys. They're being mean to me. You don't Hi, know, Gaffer! You... Hi, Gaffer! <laughs> gaffer so, friend! Oh, right, okay. Can I? Am I allowed to defend myself? Am I allowed go to defend then. myself? So he just called Paul from the Western Gazette a negative Nelly. I was trying to keep him sweet. <laughs> yeah. How to make friends and influence gaffers by Ben Barrow. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Negative Nelly. I did think that was the nicest insult he could have. He did say something like, that's the nicest I can put it, isn't it? A negative yes. Nelly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Paul asked about the uh, the form and the fact that actually we haven't won many games, and uh, he yes was maybe not so overly pleased with that way of looking at the statistics. <laughs> How dare you point that out? <laughs> yes, and so he wanted to switch things around, so he called Paul the negative Nelly, and I thought, oh crikey, I've got to uh, I've got to follow Nelly and uh, ask some <laughs> other questions. So I thought I'd uh, yes, I thought I would be a bit cheerful and upbeat. And yes, I'm fully aware of how cringeworthy my moment was. Positive Polly. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Positive Polly. Positive podcast Polly. <laughs> Triple P. Um, yeah, so a couple of defenders, one of which could be back, one or the other. We don't know which. Yeah, the, the the feeling is that they won't they won't risk both. They don't need to risk both. It'll be Staunton and whoever's the fittest of Williams and Wilkinson, and they won't risk both with Jack Robinson being a an easy an easy person to chuck in there if you do need half an hour or forty five minutes out of somebody else at centre back. So I think it'll be one or the other. They're going to try them both today and see who trains best and and not risk the other one. So. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll know um, sort of who's ahead of whom come three o'clock on Saturday with regards to getting those defenders back. But it is good that they are both within touching distance of being available again. I think the way they should decide it is let both of them run to Yate. <laughs> yeah. start, start tomorrow morning. Whoever gets there first doesn't have to play. Because <laughs> 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 they'll be tired out. And the other one won't be, no? <laughs> no, because no, they wouldn't have made it. No, all right. <laughs> um, that's probably how my selection process would go Yeah. for oh. the game, which probably says a lot about me. Um, but also good to hear that Dan Moss, Moss. has re-signed until January 24th. Yeah. Right. That is FA Cup fourth round weekend, I believe. Oh, is it? Not that we're being preemptive, preemptive here. <laughs> Just in time to play for Millwall in yeah. the fourth round. Of the <laughs> yeah, no, but he. Uh, I mean, he looked. I thought. I know you'd um, mentioned to the gaffer that you uh, were highly thought of uh, Jack Robinson's performance, which I agree with you. And I said on Monday that I thought he, he did well as as well. But Dan Moss, I thought, was brilliant at um, at Solial as well. So very pleased that he's uh, going to be with us a bit longer. Yeah, definitely. I thought he was huge at, at Stockport. I thought he was he was really good there at Stockport. I, I did give Jack Robinson man of the match at, at Solihull because at halftime he was getting sort of a bit of physio work with with Scott, the sports scientist, and we were questioning whether or not he was even going to make 90 minutes. So to not only play 90 minutes, but to play out of his skin in those in those dying moments, especially at centre-back, he was, yeah, he was fantastic. And it's really good that both of them have really taken to this, to this side well. It seems as though they're fitting into this defence really comfortably and it's something that has been questioned of us I think I did it as one of my five conclusions was that you know you can question our ability with loans maybe occasionally but when we get them right and we are getting them right at the moment with with Moss and Robinson it's benefiting everybody yeah and the news that Coatsy will be so pleased about is the return of Reuben Reed. Ahead of schedule, no less. By the end of the month, rather than Christmas. So... One of the bet top five strikers in this division, apparently. <laughs> Open your advent calendar early, because Ruben Reed will <laughs> be Reed number will one. Burst out. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I've said it before, and, and uh, not that this will make any difference, but if the Ruben Reed uh, goal return of la- last season is back again, then I don't think that's good enough. But I am more than happy to give Ruben Reed another another crack at it. If this Ruben Reed is different to the to the one who got, I don't know, I can't remember how many goals he got last season, but a player like that, the, one of the top five strikers in this division, should be scoring more goals than he did last season. The question is, can we judge him on the amount of goals he scores after coming back from a long-term hamstring injury? Sure, there's got to be a disclaimer in there, isn't there, Ben? This is just flat-out bullying now. That's what this is. <laughs> what does the gaffer say about it? Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. He's, he's, one of the, he's one of the best back-to-goal strikers in either this league or the league above, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that. He's very, he's a very good link-up man. Very good link-up man, I would say. So, uh, what what if he creates loads of goals? Because that's one thing we've missed. What if the team starts scoring loads of goals off the back of his reappearance in the side? Uh, well, then may- maybe I will change my opinion on him. But um, I- I'd say that creating chances is probably not something we've had a problem with. It's the, it's the finishing of the chances that we've had a problem with this season. I don't think Fair? we've created... No. I don't think we created it, but certainly the, the four awful games at home, we didn't create. Oh, right. oh yeah. Okay. Still I didn't see those four awful games. <laughs> we didn't suffering. Cre- yeah, I am. We didn't create a lot. On the um, subject of goals, though, the manager talked about Matt Worthington today, didn't he? Didn't he say he was the in the best form of his time under Darren Saar? See how I moved that on from talking about Ruben Reeve. <laughs> He did. And obviously we got to speak to Matt Worthington as well. And uh, one of the journalists talked uh, talked to Matt Worthington about how he was challenged at the start of the season to go on and be more influential in the, uh, I can't remember who that was, uh, in the the team and and be a leader. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matty. Matty (laughs) Worth. This descended into farce very early on, hasn't it? I'm very, very fortunate that I like these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did speak to Matt Worthington. I didn't ask him how his Wi-Fi was, no. um, but yes, um, and yeah, he was he was pretty good. He was pretty upbeat, thinking about sort of making um, making that position his own. He's had to wait for his chance after being uh, a silly boy on the opening day, but now he's got his chance. He is he's doing okay. I think there's a lot to be said for the way we're playing at the moment. Maybe doesn't suit him the best, but I still think he's making a good deal of it. So yeah, he'll be he'll be in the middle of that midfield in that in that three, I'm sure, come come Saturday and and hopefully he can sort of run the show again. Yeah. And he said he wants to add goals to his game, didn't he? Obviously scored at Weymouth. Um, but I think that's something we've all said, isn't it? Getting more goals out of him would be a good thing. So good to hear he's working on that. Wonder who he's getting coaching off to score more goals. Ruben Reed's helping with training. Yeah. Yep. Setting him up. Probably, yeah. Back to yeah. goal. Laying it off. Bosh, goal. We're already planting seeds for not judging Ruben Reed on the amount of goals he scores, aren't we? Well, as long as the team wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, if we win every game from when Ruben Reed returned and he doesn't score a single goal, I won't say a word, I promise. Win them all. Win them all, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> we're not at that at that stage yet, are we? No, we're not. No. If you if you want to hear serious journalistic reporting, Glover's Casters, and you can go and listen to the uh, interviews with the with the with the gaffer and with um, 
Matt Worthington, just fast forward to about five minutes before the end, and then you'll get the uh, the serious stuff. You didn't ask him anything about Cristiano Ronaldo, so I don't want to hear it. No, I didn't ask him about Cristiano Ronaldo, no, yeah. as it was not in any way, shape or form um, applicable to the current situation at Yeovil Town. No, I didn't. <laughs> didn't stop someone, did it? <laughs> Hi, AD. <laughs> Should we We've got a lot of questions, haven't we? Questions, we have, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm looking at the watch. Right. Uh, shall I read them out? Go for it. I haven't, I haven't dared press the uh, Twitter um, button. I've got lots of uh, notifications. Are we popular again or something? <laughs> I don't know. But I think the lack of football has meant people just want to talk, want to ask us stuff. People are going loopy without football. We haven't had a crazy defeat that's thrown people a little bit wild. Or um, a, celebrity, uh, a celebrity link. Celebrity yeah. type link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry Chinnock asks if you could have a return of any former Yeovil player for one season, who would it be, and why would it be Ollie Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ben. Uh, it probably would be Chris Cohen. Actually, I think I've said before that in that midfield three. I don't quite feel like Jordan Barnett is a midfield three. I either want him as an attacking left back or I don't mind pushing him further forward. I'm surprised you haven't made the fun of fact that I did compare him ever so slightly with Gareth Bale on air on uh, Saturday. <laughs> ever <But> so slightly. <laughs> Gareth Bale? All, all I said was... Jordan he, Barnett? All I said was, let me defend myself for the was love the of God. You've, the attack, you, you've brought the attack on yourself, actually, Ben. <laughs> you we're, we're not even saying anything <laughs> I simply pointed out that he was a defender who was being pushed further and further forward. And I said, I wondered if, like with the situation with Gareth Bale, that he's now an out-and-out striker, whether Jordan Barnett's future may lie further forward as part of that front three. So... You did go on to say, and they'll score a bicycle kick in the... European Cup final. <laughs> so long as so long as Carius is in goal in the other end. Yeah. Yes. Um, so going back to the original question, I'd have Chris Cohen back to be the left side of that three at the moment, alongside um, Gorman and Worthington, and hopefully Staunton in the future coming out of the defence, allowing Jordan Barnett to either be a very attacking fullback or be part of that front three. Serious answer. Go on, then, Ian. I don't want to answer Gavin Williams because I feel like I always answer Gavin Williams. Um, a bad answer, though, is it? <laughs> we need a striker. So uh, I'll go with... I think I'll go with Mr. Jevons would be nice. That type of striker. Or Mr. Jackson. Jevo or Kirk Jackson. We'd score a penalty if we had Jevo about, wouldn't we? Yeah. Kirk Jackson, the best back-to-goal scorer <laughs> of the early uh, Now, I'd have gone with Jevo as well, like you say. You need a you need a, a, a clinical finisher, don't you? And, that, and he's, he's your man. Alternatively, part, plan B, uh, what about Skivo? A defender who could actually score goals from set pieces yeah. and a centre-back who was always pretty fit and <laughs> wasn't out. So, well, he did go out. Next okay. question. Next question. <laughs> Dan Johnson, what is your favourite trick or treat sweet? Hashtag <laughs> Palmer Violet Gate. This is just this is an onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've stayed out of the Palmer Violet. Okay, well, what's your view on Palmer Violets? Come on, Ian. Um, Me and Ben have taken drawn very clear lines for and against Palmer Violets. Yeah, this is. I am very strongly against them because yeah. they taste like eating your grandmother's perfume. Not that I've ever eaten my grandmother's <laughs> perfume. But... This was a very in-out question, wasn't it? Like... It was. It was. You got to take a side, pick a side on this one. <laughs> Not like Clevo who said, "Oh, I need a third way." Come on, <laughs> step up, Clevo. <laughs> um, I think they're the kind of sweet that if they were the last sweet there, then I'd be like, "Oh, may as well have one." <laughs> Both of you are shaking. Neither of you are happy with that. Answer. It's not a ringing endorsement, <laughs> is it? But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just I don't have strong feelings about it oh, either no, way. No. I'm afraid I cannot share your passion and hatred for Palmer Violet Sweet. So my favourite trick or treat sweet. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a dairy milk. <laughs> dairy <laughs> milk. Can have a dairy milk. Where do you go trick yeah. or treating that they give What's you dairy milk? It's just like Solly Hole's press box where Ben no, was. Actually, do you know what I do like? You know the little packets mm. of like chocolate balls? They're like in little tinfoil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you Like mean. they're cheap chocolate, but for some oh. reason, can't get enough of them. So pack of those, yeah. p- please, Dan. I'll have a refresher. Any kind of refresher, lemon or, or strawberry, anything. I'll have a Palmer Violet, please. <laughs> move on, move on. Uh, another one from Dan. If Dale Gorman scores a worldie against Yate, does that merit shots at Marcus Duncan? Hashtag shots, shots, shots. Shots, 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 yep. That's it. <laughs> Do you know what I did on the way down to Solihull? A I shot. put on um, the tequila song. Tequila. And I was there, and I was going. Del Gorman. I was actually singing that going down the M6. I think that might be a chant in the making. Earworm of a tune. There's a chant in the making, Dave. Yeah. I think Mark. If anyone needs to know the lyrics, it's like you singing ABBA all over again, isn't it? Oh, no. Thank you for Carl Olsen. Question from Mike Hudson. Has Coatsy Boy watched the Mighty Ducks yet? And could YTFC incorporate the Flying V to increase our potency in front of goal? You're probably right, Mike. But no, I haven't watched it. But how about I commit to watching it before Sunday? But when we record again. Blind. I, com- I will commit to that. To have that Hopefully. time, to have Hopefully. that time, you got to go to Yate as an away. I know, I have. Yeah, I'm still away support. And tomorrow night, I'm supposed to be at a fireworks uh, thing, and I'm bringing the sparklers. So, um, is that hosted that by your, is, is that hosted by your employers? <laughs> no, yeah, they don't do fireworks. <laughs> Not those kind, anyway. Uh, Jordan, Jordan A N M P on Twitter. Which opposition player has impressed you all the most so far this season? It's a good question. Mm, that is a good question. Not used you've to that, wa- are we? I'm going to say, <laughs> yeah. you've watched no offense, more games than I have. Uh, I can't really say I've been that impressed by any of them. An opposition <laughs> player this season. Well, I've seen Oldershot, wasn't really impressed by any of their players. I saw um, Stockport, wasn't very impressed by any of their players. I saw Borehamwood. Really, that impressed by any of their players? Top of the table, Boreham Wood. Well, yeah, but no I don't remember one. Of, I don't remember one of their players and thinking, "Wow, that's something special." 
the keeper, the way he calmed down oh, the yeah. si- situation yeah. behind the... <laughs> and, he, and he made some good saves. Yeah, what was his name? Nathan... Ashmore. Ashmore. I'll go with him. Nathan Ashmore. There you go. Yeah. Um, I liked Musa at Weymouth when we played in the first game. I thought he was really good. The type of midfielder I thought we could have done with. Um, it's just the Thatcher's end after they scored, didn't he? Yeah. They gave it the Jordan Barnett. Yeah. Um, other than that, Barnett. a lot of the Chesterfield players were very good. Um, the guy they had in centre midfielder, I can't remember his name, who had that thunder bastard of a shot that hit the post and then they scored after it. can't remember his name, but he was... So impressive. good you can't remember his name. <laughs> I just can't, I can't remember it and I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of it. Um, and Gavin Gunning at the back was, he was only on for half the game, but a beast in defence. Oh, Shimanga as well. So anyone who played for Chesterfield, Chesterfield basically. For yeah. You, yeah. yeah, the paupers of Chesterfield. Um, Hugh issue on a scale. Don't, don't, of... don't I get a, an opinion on the opposite? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Ben. What is what is this podcast all about today? <laughs> so sorry. Absolute anti-bullying campaigns needed at this uh, Glover's cast. <laughs> my a, selection, my selection is star. yeah. <laughs> my selection is Tyrone Williams, who played for Solihull on Saturday. He was absolutely fantastic and gave both originally Robinson on the far side and Moss on the near side an absolutely torrid time and that's how good those two were because they could handle it but they but Tyrone Williams he got the sponsors man of the match with Solihull he was genuinely brilliant there you go you can move on now sorry Ben it's okay <laughs> this is not intentional I, I, <laughs> I can promise you <laughs> on the scale of Yeovil Town Cup brackets any humiliations the panel has seen personally where would a hypothetical, of course, defeat by Yate Town rank? I saw us go out of the. It wasn't the cup, though. Did it? Does it have to be the cup? No, nah, it's any in brackets. Any humiliation. We went out of the trophy, FA Trophy, to Yedding once. I think. I think we drew. We was a replay, and Yedding were like, like they got like one hundred and thirty fans for a game or something. They were. Yeah, we went out with it. I think that was in the Roberts or maybe the Lippiot days. So yeah, I'd say that. Or um, the, the the penalties against Solihull when we went out to Solihull on penalties that was that was pretty bad. We were two 0 up in that first game. I think that was the cup. The Fleetwood one, always, the Fleetwood one, always sticks in my mind. The fact that we were two 0 up, and up some thunderbolt, and then apparently some kid called Jamie Vardy who went on to do quite all right turned it round and took it back to a replay, and then they absolutely demolished us live on TV. And it was it was shambolic. That was pretty bad for me. But also, do you remember the FA Cup game against Hartlepool away that got cancelled at about half past two on a Saturday afternoon and then was replayed that immediate Tuesday? Yeah. And the Yeovil fans and the Yeovil team had to basically travel down and up, down and up. And we got battered then as well with us 4-1-5-1. It was awful. But so that those are the two that, that really stick out for me. A Yaketown hypothetical defeat? Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. It'd be pretty bad <laughs> compared to those two, I'm afraid. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. About yeah. yours, Ian? I don't know. There's nothing I can think of other than the ones you've mentioned that I've not yetting. That was before my time, I think. I think um, if we'd have lost that game against West Auckland Town, 
That would have been up there. That would have been, but Al James <laughs> saved us and then scored the winner in the penalty. Yeah. Penalty shootout up there. Yeah, I think not particularly a humiliation, but when we didn't beat Carlisle and could have drawn Everton in the next round. Was that the one where... it was um, The pitch was like getting icy as the game wore Z- on. Zoko missed a penalty. Yeah. And Ben um, and I drove all the way down and all the way back in the same day. <laughs> was that was... when... Did, did, did Kritiak get clotheslined at some yes. point as well? Yeah, by yeah. Jabo Abire. Yeah, yeah, it should have been sent off like that. It's not really a humiliation, but it's one that... Just remember sitting through all that to not get through. And we had to <laughs> I only had to go to the Oval. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, I that had to go lovely. back from Hewish Park to Leeds to Preston. That's a long way on after that, let me tell you. <laughs> that is a long way. Uh, another question from Chris Sweet. How should YTFC set up to beat YTFC? See what he did there. Very yeah. good. Attack, attack, attack. <laughs> Very good, Chris. Well done. Go on, Ben. What are you going to do? I've, I've given my answer. Yeah, but which way round have you given it for? For us, of course. I'm a YTFC fan, Ben. <laughs> and I've, I have bought a ticket as a YTFC yeah. fan. For which end? <laughs> the YTFC There's no end. segregation. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Go where I like. <laughs> Go wherever I'm told to by the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think Coates is not far off just attack. <laughs> yeah. What else can we do? Oh, we can do, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Darren Sal did say the other week that we can only be who we are, can't we? Which was, did come across as quite a, you know, a philosophical point, but I think he was saying <laughs> that... Um, You've got, you've only got so many players, so we can only be who we are in that sense, can't we? It you wasn't, might have been being philosophical. It know. wasn't, I think, therefore I am. It was. <laughs> <laughs> can only be who we are. We've got no money, and that's yeah. what we are. Um, another you one. Get from, what you give. Another one from Dan Johnson. If you had to pick one position to strengthen on the field, which would it be, and why? Attack! 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 Yeah. 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 There, there was there. talk today. Am I right in the in the gaffer's presser, Ben? Was the, did he talk about si- uh, trying to get a player on loan from a championship team or Premier League team? Championship team, he said. He said he had uh, spoken to a championship side this week about a player on loan, but it didn't quite work. And he kind of semi alluded to the fact that it might have been another youngster who would only really come to us and sit on the bench and be a bit part player that he didn't want to unnecessarily do. I was going to say, is it the, who's the top scorer in the championship? We'll have him. Uh, Mitrovic. Yeah, we'll have him. He'll do. He, he'd probably get in over one or two others, yes. Yeah. Come on, Tony Khan. Send him our way. Uh, Clevo, what is your favourite FA Cup memory as a YTFC fan? There is a, a comment underneath this one, which... <laughs> Seen this one, and, and I've got to say, coming from Hugh, this is pretty low. I have to say, in in Coatsy Boy's case, it has to be the Sunderland nineteen forty nine game. Hashtag I was there, man. <laughs> I would challenge Hugh to show his date of birth against mine and see who was more likely to be there. 
he's calling out people now. He's calling out people. Q is at yay on on uh, on Saturday. Ooh, so to we'll, keep we'll, stay I'll, away then. <laughs> exactly. I'll get him to to show me his driving license. <laughs> What, to check he's in the right end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so FA Cup memories. memories. Um, I, I would say the win at Blackpool in the pouring way, rain, <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> with a don't know who Wayne was or why he was pouring. <laughs> um, uh, with the Tony Panic Masterclass that our friend uh, Green and White Goals. Chris, whose surname I won't say because I'll get it wrong, uh, and, uh, and Nicky Crittenden with a goal on a terrace that was literally falling to pieces under your feet. We all bought these flags at the, at the service station that had like pl- uh, sticks in them, and then they uh, they took all the stick. The stewards took all the sticks out the flags, um, but then let someone in with a with a flare. And I remember <laughs> when Nick Crittenden scored, this pink flare I think it was went off. So there you go. That would be mine. Yours? What about yours, Ian? What about yours? You want me to go? Um, there's loads of good cup memories, isn't there? Um, Pat Moore scoring at Bolton. Mm. Although we didn't win the game, that was like, this is when Bolton were on the verge of going. I think they went up that year, didn't they, as well? So they were, you know, peaked. Were they not Premier League that year? No. They'd right. Mike, that Michael Ricketts scored, didn't he? And he scored loads in the Premier League. Uh, I think it would, there was like, it was like Allardyce before they got up. It was like on that curve. Um, Jaskalainen in goal. So that was a good one, wasn't it? Um, Charlton away. I mean, we didn't win that, but... we Just picking games we lost. <laughs> yeah, Come but on. we gave them a hell of a go, didn't we? 3-2 at Premier League Club. That was like peak Gary Johnson ball, wasn't it, with that team as well, yeah. that those players... Um, was the yeah. one when we played Bolton? Was that the season that we beat Colchester 5-1? I think it was under Webb, actually. I remember Barrington Belgrave maybe got one or two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was we I think batted it might have been. Colchester, yeah. That was a good one. And then, you know, playing United at home and Liverpool at home, those games were... I think the Liverpool one sticks out more because I was younger and everything was a bit more exciting when you were a kid. And that was like the first big big match that I got to watch I think yeah the Liverpool one Gary Lineker waving Chris Packets out the box Harry kill diving <laughs> yeah that was like the first special one um, again all losses but you know when you're Yeovil Town the wins <laughs> the wins always get you to like big games don't they in the FA Cup so it's um, yeah all those big games are Real ones. Ben? Um, I was going to say Liverpool for the same reason, really. It was my sort of first one as a as a Yeovil fan, sort of four years into my um into my sort of time supporting the club. And it's the first time you kind of realize, oh geez, the big clubs really do have to rock up and turn up at Hewish Park and change in a little tiny changing room and all the rest of it. And we outplayed them for the vast majority. I couldn't be there either because it was the day after my birthday and we had a party. My birthday's on the third, and we played Liverpool on the fourth. Um, so I couldn't be there, unfortunately. Um, and in terms of a win, I really, really, really enjoyed the win at, against Accrington that got us the Man United game, the replay, because you we knew what was at stake. 
and that Kiefer Moore goal and Simon Gillett scoring and those those little moments, it, it sounds so silly, but that when you know what's at stake, the fact that your your team stood up and handled the pressure and, and had those moments, yeah, that was a really, really cool night. And I remember buying um I remember buying tickets for Colchester in between the Accrington and the Man United game, knowing full well I couldn't go to Colchester, but I just wanted to have the ticket stub just in case. And uh, in the end, it was enough to get me the Man United uh, ticket as well. So, yeah, Accrington at home to get the Man United game was pretty cool. I think seeing um, Nathan Smith smash Alexis Sanchez <laughs> yeah. in his first game was yeah. good as well. Industrious tackle that would have been a red card in any other game of football other than an FA Cup third round match. Um, and the last, I don't think there's any other questions unless you guys have got any kicking around uh, from Tuppence. Uh, given the choice, would you prefer to grow a large area of Cosmos or dahlias to attract bees? To attract bees? Yeah. Hmm, Cosmos are good for bees, aren't they? Cosmos are but I mean, this time of year you're struggling regardless. Um, uh, we, we've we've well, had he's more... planning. He's planning for spring. Oh, okay, in that case, I mean, we personally have had more success this year with uh, lavender. Lavender. We've got a sort of a wall of lavender and some rosemary. Rosemary works really well. And if you can get um like the really big bluebells with like the 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 I don't know how to describe it, but the big bluebells they really work well as well. Foxgloves. No, you can called? you can buy bluebells. Well, I mean, foxgloves would also work because they've got that shape that allow the bee to go in. To rest on the petals. I, I had a good, good success with foxgloves this year. Yeah, cool. There you go. So there's, there's a few examples there. There's a few. Always examples. got to come back to gloves, haven't we? Some way or the other. Ah, and Chris <laughs> Fox. Chris Fox with gloves. <laughs> He's there on Saturday as well. I want to see Chris Fox in gloves on Saturday, and I want to see Hugh Gleaves driving license. <laughs> what a request! There These are my demands. <laughs> Chris, Chris Fox in gloves. And Hugh Glee's driving license. Um, and everyone does shots of tequila afterwards. Yep. Da, da, if you da, can da, get... Da, da, da. I think you're going to get people singing that, Dave. I think that's... Da, 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 da. I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> we can say it originated from the Glovers cast. There we go. See if anyone actually listens to this nonsense. <laughs> I know who doesn't listen to this nonsense. Who's that? The gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I just had to get one more and I won't put, I won't say it again. <laughs> what time does the HR department close around here? <laughs> it's, always, it's always on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a HR section on the website that you two can't access. <laughs> you should see all the complaints Ben's logged against you, Dave. Um, um, well, I, I'm going to say the most vehement piece of uh, outburst on this, uh, any podcast we've ever done was Ben when I messed up the gave the quiz winner away <laughs> that was genuine anger that was that was straight from the pit of his stomach hatred that was. that's another good segue actually there yeah now we're now we're into no. the quiz careful where i won't give careful. the winner away but we are no i'm not gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the quiz cheers everyone And for the grand finale of tonight's Glover's Cast, it is the quiz. And tonight, he took a week off. 
don't quite know why. We'll have to find out about that. But we've got a returning champion, Rob Manley, fresh from his uh, victory a couple of weeks ago over Clevo. And returning to the Glover's cast to take him on, he did talk to us that he wanted to, is Mr. James Healy. So welcome back, Rob, and welcome back, Jimmer. Evening. Hi, chaps. How you doing? Rob has just told us that he is in his thinking position. So he seems to be leaning over possibly a work surface. So if anybody no, else is listening and fancies the quiz, you need to find a thinking position. It's, uh, it's not a work surface. It's actually leaning over my bed. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're yeah. not praying, are you? No. Well, nearly. I could be. Jim is good at this. So um, I could be praying for some, for some help. Right, no, I'm okay. really, I'm really nervous. I've been all afternoon. <laughs> this is this is what the quiz is doing to people now, right? Okay. Well, um, so as uh, I was going to say, as is always the case, as was the case, as was the case on the last quiz, we have got a bit of a theme at the request of Mr. Barrett, uh, and the theme tonight is top stoppers. So these Ooh. are goalkeepers that have been with Yeovil Town. There is another connection between all these goalkeepers, but I will let you um, tell me what that is come the end. So are we ready for the first one, gentlemen? Yes. All good. Yeah, all good. Okay. I was born in Norwich in September of 1992, and at the age of nine, I was spotted playing locally in goal and invited for a trial at Carrow Road. It was not... Jed Steer is the right answer. Oh, wow. Correct. Oh, yeah. That was quick. That's that was football quick. manager 2009-2010 knowledge. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Do you, you obviously don't have that, Jim, I know. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> Norwich goalkeepers it is. Right. Okay. So that's 1-0 to Rob. <sighs> Second one. I was born in Dublin in May 1988, and having played youth football in my own city, I initially joined Aston Villa as a 17-year-old. Having impressed throughout the youth system at Villa Park, I was awarded a one-year professional contract in the summer of 2006, but I could not break into the youth team, uh, into the first team, beg your pardon, and was released when my contract expired and brought to Bristol City by Gary Johnson. It did not oh, take me Stephen long. Henderson. Stephen Henderson is the right answer. Ben Tupman will be impressed because yeah. he thinks that he is the best goalie we've ever had. Well, yeah, top stoppers. I think Jed Steer and uh, I know Jed Steer you know, um, played in that, uh, well, in a difficult season, shall we say. But um, My but wife yeah. has just piped up from across the room going, he's actually really hot. <laughs> Jed Steer or Jordan Henderson or she just has he caught Stephen me on Henderson. camera is that what it is yeah. Stephen I think she was talking about me but I oh, right, okay. actually meant Stephen Henderson no she's shaking not her ben, head went, not no. ben Tupman not Ben no, Tupman no, definitely no. not Tupman no <laughs> that, that was Ian if you were listening Toppers that was Ian right okay alright so it's one all going into a third and decisive goalkeeper so are you ready Rob yeah, still in yeah. his thinking Born position ready. Okay. Come on, we'll go. Let's give it a go. I was born in Westminster in November 1998 and began my career between the sticks at the age of six at Cray Wanderers in southwest London. I was sports mad as a kid and played cricket for Kent before choosing choosing football when Chelsea signed me up as an eight-year-old. Nathan Baxter. Nathan Baxter is the right answer. Good one. Oh, yeah. My word, he was straight in there, wasn't he? Well, there we go. Unbelievable, uh, I, Jeff. 
I don't. Unbelievable, Jeff. Indeed, yeah. He's had a bad week, hasn't he? Poor, poor yeah. Jeff. Still him. But um, right. Okay. Well, that that's brought that to a premature close. I don't think I even got past the third paragraph. I won't bother writing so much next time. But that's uh, if Rob's yeah. on. Fair play. Absolutely. Oh, well. Yeah. Well done, Rob. The thinking position obviously did it, didn't it? That's what it was I'm all gonna, about. I'm going to stay here every Thursday now. <laughs> Just uh, don't stay there permanently. No. Not uh, permanent. No. Uh, right. <laughs> Well, Jimmer, I I'm afraid you actually wrote to... names down when you said goalies. Like, did like, you? I started I writing down. Goalies. I started by my favourite goalie ever for you, David Coles. What a keeper oh. he was! Great well, shout. You Great see, shout. I was I was hoping that Jimmer. Well, I've, no, I won't say I was hoping Jimmer would stay on, but I was hoping that we might be able to hark back to some older, uh, oh, yeah. o- older, older place. So I'm going to have to check with Rob when he's. Uh, when his time watching the Oval game, because I want to, I want to do a golden oldies round. That, yeah, I'd uh, be up for that. I'd be up for a golden oldies. I mean, I started watching probably in the in the early nineties oh, with okay. the time of my dad. Great times. So yeah, anything sort of conference into the ISIS league would oh, be right. um, into the ISIS Prem would be good. I'd say so. I could I could handle that. Okay, well, you're about my era then, Rob. I was I was an early 90s kind of guy as well. So, right, okay. In which case, golden oldies, and we can watch Ben and Ian just be completely confused about who Colin Omega Behan actually is. But. Mark Shell, legend. Pat Nevin, Pat Nevin, <laughs> Neil Cordice. <laughs> Neil Cordice, or oh, Andy Wallace. We're going to have to stop here. now, otherwise Steve, they're just going to end Arrowa. up listing players from oh, the early 90s. Steve, yeah, Paul Batty. My mum loved Paul Batty. <laughs> yeah, what, my, me and my dad used to really, proper, really proper cheer for we used to really cheer for Wayne Dobbins. Wayne Dobbins. You remember that right. One? Anyway, stop naming go. players because you're going to take all Probably the clues the for, next, for, for next week. <laughs> right. No that's, the, that's the end of the quiz, gentlemen. I will call it there and we will uh, we will end the podcast here. We will speak to everybody else uh, after FA Cup weekend. Thank you very much, gents. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 